What was amazing about Mark was that level of autonomy to say, hey, here's where I believe the future is. Here's where I believe the vision is. Go make it. And he would actually come after we've made it and give feedback, which was better than we could have thought of. But that level of oxygen, the level of like, hey, I've hired you to be an A player. I've hired you to be impressive. I've hired you so that you can be creative, allowed us to be excited to be making these products. What is up, you sexy bastards? It's your boy, Maverick, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. As some of you may know, I was employee number 30 at Facebook. And while I was working there, I reported directly to Mark Zuckerberg, a.k.a. Zuck. I learned more during that time than I ever have. I also got fired after eight months of working there and missed out on $170 million, but that's a story for another time. Today, I want to share with you 13 lessons I learned from working with Zuck. They've completely influenced the way I run my business, and I know they'll influence the way you run yours. Here are three of the 13 things you're going to learn. Number one, what was it like working for 24-year-old Mark Zuckerberg? Two, how the hell did he create a company this big so that you can do the same? And number three, why would Facebook routinely pay for my parking tickets and trips to Vegas? Enjoy those three things, plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. Before we dive in, this is a style episode that I don't normally release on the podcast, but I wanted to give you a taste of what's going on over on my YouTube channel. If you want more episodes where it's just me talking about business and marketing, make sure to subscribe to my channel on YouTube where I release three episodes like this every week. You can find my channel at youtube.com slash okdork or just type in Noah Kagan in the YouTube search bar. Also, if you want to start a business, join monthly1k.com. We've helped 10,000 plus people overcome fear and find success on their business journey. It's $7. Seriously. Also, a special pre-show shout out to listener Dr. David Draghihinas from the US of A, who's also the host of the Doctors Unbound podcast. He left a review saying, I am a physician and I love listening to Noah's podcast. He has great guests, asks good questions, and provides valuable insights on business and entrepreneurship. Thank you so much for the feedback, Doc. If you want a shout out in a future episode, leave an iTunes review or anywhere. I check every single one of them. The most common question I get is, what was it like to work for Mark Zuckerberg? I was number 30 at Facebook and I was fired, but I learned some amazing things working there. And in this video, I'm going to share 13 exact tips that I learned from working with Mark so that you can create a business bigger than Facebook. Probably not, but maybe bigger. I joined Facebook in October of 2005, and the day I started, my boss got fired that same day. That began the wild ride that I experienced while working at Facebook. I was only at Facebook for about nine months before I got let go, and those were some of the most transformative moments of my career. I'm excited to share the things I learned working at Facebook so that you can copy them for yourself. All right, number one, focus on one big-ass goal. So at Facebook, every single decision that we would bring to Mark or talk about, he would always say, does this help user growth or not? And I remember he went onto the whiteboard one day and wrote growth. So I came to him and said, Mark, let's do monetization. And he's like, what's the word? I'm like, growth. So if it was not driving towards that number, we did not do it. So think about this, how it's applying to your business. Do you have a big ass goal? Do you have a priority? With our YouTube channel, our goal is 250,000 subscribers this year. And if it doesn't help us do towards that goal, we don't do it. Think about that for your own business. Number two, have a big ass vision. So imagine this, we're all 25 years old and Mark gets offered a billion dollars to sell the company to Yahoo and he says no. And he says, my vision is to connect the entire universe through this Facebook site and become the toll booth for the internet. And you've got to imagine like what kind of vision that has at that age. And the thing that was so powerful of that is that when you are working at a company like that and there's such a strong vision, there's such a big purpose behind it, 
it's inspiring. And we pretty much committed our lives to working at Facebook and making it the success that Mark said. And so the thing I really want you to think about, especially number two, is how big is your vision? Are you trying to sell a few cookies? Are you trying to be a consultant for a few people? Start a course to help one or two? It's not to say that we don't start one by one, which is important, but I think about how much bigger your vision can be. And Mark's was bigger than almost everyone else I've ever met. To give you an example, at AppSumo, our vision is to become the marketplace for all entrepreneurship. And that's a pretty crazy vision. So I want you to think about what it is for yourself. Number three, only hire A players. And this is one of the things I know I've heard about and I'm tired of hearing about, but it really does make the difference. Just imagine this. The people doing customer support at Facebook were Harvard PhDs and Yale people that had master's degrees. It was unbelievable, just to give you an idea of the level of talent we had at the company. And the way that you know you've hired eight players is that they are teaching you things you did not know, and they are challenging the assumptions that you thought were correct. And I know for myself, for pretty much every day for the nine months, I was uncomfortable. You have to imagine, we're around the people who now founded Quora, who founded Asana, and a lot of really successful companies after Facebook. And the way I knew that we hired eight players there was that pretty much every day for 365 days, I was really uncomfortable because people were so much smarter than me, and people were challenging me all the time. And I really want you to think about that. If you're a solo practitioner, if you've got a small team, or if you've got a larger team, really look around and say, who is raising the bar in our company? And I know that we were exceptional, and that's why they got rid of me, because it's like, hey, if this person's not elevating the business, we're going to let go of them. And that's something that we've been really aggressive on and passionate about, saying, like, who is the best, and how do we bring them into our company? And also let go of the people that aren't great fits at AppSumo. One tip just to how do you know if you're working with impressive people, you should think to yourself, wow, this person's impressive. And I know that's actually like a simple test, but you should be thinking to yourself when they come to you with ideas, when they bring you different projects, pretty regularly, you're impressed with the work that they're creating or outputting. Number four, move extremely fast. I remember at Facebook, we would be pushing out things 24-7. People are staying up all night, people pushing things out, and the customers ended up telling us what things were broken or not. And now I think the big thing to take away from this is that if you are a doctor, probably don't move fast and take a lot of risk and try things out. But if you're doing an online business, I'm not saying that everything has to be perfect, but I, I think so many people take way too long in putting out things for their site. So at Sumo in our business, Sumo, just to give you an example, one of our Sumoisms is speed is number one. And I've learned this from Mark, which is how fast can you get things out there? Let the customers help fix it for you and tell you about it. And people want to see that progress and that change. And it's much easier, in my opinion, to improve something that's already going than to strategize for way too long without ever doing anything. So number five, treat your employees well. Facebook did a lot of the things that are now normal in 2020, but they were doing 2005, some insane things like free lunches, free cocktails, happy hours. They even paid for dry cleaning. They paid for if you live close to the office. They paid for my parking tickets just because they realized that if they can spend some of this money and get people's time focused on Facebook, it focuses the employee's time on the things that really matter, not the actual small distractions. The other part of it is that when you are treated well and you are appreciated, Obviously, you guys know how it feels. When you're appreciated, you're like, I want to be working on this thing. And it's just unbelievable the things that they were doing at that time. And to think about for your own business, it doesn't have to be money. A lot of the times I've noticed with AppSumo and our businesses, people just want to be recognized or appreciated. So it doesn't have to be money. It could be certificates. One of the things we did at AppSumo that went over really, really well is we gave a $200 date night credit during coronavirus so that people can order in a nice meal for themselves. And I think that makes them feel appreciated. And I know that we did completely feel that while we're at Facebook. Number six, scratch your own itch. So at the time, I was using Facebook a lot to communicate with friends, to meet new types of girls, and just have a lot of fun. So it was amazing to work on a product where if I saw something wrong with it or if I wanted an improvement, I could just do it myself. 
So if you're starting your own business, go and work on problems that you want to have solved. Or if you're saying, hey, I want to get a job, go look at the companies you're already actively using. I see way too many people out there starting businesses in sectors and categories that they have no idea of. And guess what? It's just going to be a lot harder on yourself. So for AppSumo, as an example for myself, I basically love products. I love promoting. And yes, I really do love amazing deals. And that's what we get to do as our business all the time. And that's what AppSumo is. So think about for yourself, how do you scratch your own itch? Number seven, this is going to be a little controversial, which is do not listen to your customers for product features. So we actually had a feedback link at Facebook that people would click on, submit feedback, and it went to the delete folder, which sounds a little bit crazy. And I think we're getting about 10,000 pieces of feedback a day. The thing that's challenging, especially in a business, is what do your customers want? What do you want to do? And where's that Venn diagram? Things like the newsfeed, which was a huge uproar, turned out to be super beneficial for Facebook, but the customers would have never thought of it, didn't request it, and didn't even really like it to begin with. So what am I really trying to say about how it relates to your own business? Sometimes customers don't know what they want, and sometimes they do. But what I really think is interesting is try to understand what are you trying to accomplish? What do you think is actually best for the customer? And really trying to align those two things as much as possible. I know at AppSumo, we do listen to our customers. We have a thing called beta links, which is part of our Sumo links product. So we don't go to our beta links and say, hey, do, should we do this? Should we do that? Should we do that? No. The thing that's actually really valuable at our beta links is when we're about to launch a product on AppSumo, we say, hey, what features or what things do you like about this? And so I think the thing that's really critical is that as your business evolves, some things you really do want to involve your customers in super early and throughout the whole process. And sometimes you have to really think what's best for me and what's best for the customers that they don't even know about. So just something to think about as you're running your own business. Number eight, pay attention to the details. Lately, I use the word polish. So think about in your own business, how's the polish on it? And I will tell you at 3 a.m. one night, which was blew my mind, Mark sent me an email and the email was, you missed a period on the help section. Yes, this is the CEO. We already had, I think, around 50 to 100 people. There's already almost 10 million people on the site. And he's emailing me about a period. He also messaged me in the past about capitalization. And I think what was really interesting about that is that he was setting the standard of excellence in the business. So as you are running maybe a department or if you're starting your own business or if you're already running your own business, what is the standard of excellence that you are setting? And one of the things that you can do that's a fun tip that I like doing at AppSumo is if you don't want to be checking periods and commas and all these things forever, spot check it. Because a lot of times once you catch it and they don't know when you're actually going to be checking, they'll make sure they keep your level of excellence all the time. Another thing that's helpful is documenting your level of excellence so people can actually see, hey, what's my operating procedure in the business of what the expectation actually is? Otherwise, I always joke, it's not like you driving, you don't know what the speed limit is. You need to know what the level of expectation is in the business. And Mark really said it and made sure that we all know as well. Number nine, give your employees ownership in the product. So one of the things that Mark was really amazing at was he hired the guy who designed Napster. He brought on Sean Parker. And for me, when I was working on Facebook mobile or I worked in Facebook ads, Mark actually wasn't too day-to-day gritty involved. Like he did do coding and he did do stuff like that. But he'd say, hey, I want Facebook mobile. Go figure it out. So me and Mark Slee went and actually built Facebook mobile, the first version. And what was amazing about Mark was that level of autonomy to say, hey, here's where I believe the future is. Here's where I believe the vision is. Go make it. And he would actually come after we've made it and give feedback, which was better than we could have thought of. But that level of oxygen, the level of like, hey, I've hired you to be an A player. I've hired you to be impressive. I've hired you so that you can be creative, allowed us to be excited to be making these products. And so it's always kind of a hard thing. No micromanager ever says they're micromanagers, by the way. They never do. But I think what I've learned at AppSumo and what I've found out is that you want to give people a goal. You want to give them some boundaries and you kind of want to coach them from the sidelines. No one wants to be told how to run the plays. They want to kind of let run the plays themselves and they want to coach to support them 
help them, and give them cheerleading along the way. Number 10, this is crazy. Hire fast, fire fast. So I got fired in nine months. My boss was fired the day I started. My other boss was fired like a month after I got let go. And so Mark removed people really, really aggressively. And I think so many other companies I've seen have done the opposite of that. And it's something that's really stuck with me at AppSumo.com. And what's interesting about people is some people could be amazing at the start. They can be amazing in the middle. They can be amazing at the end. And you really need to see, are people able to actually grow with your business? And so one of the things that we do at AppSumo, which I found really helpful, is trials. And so most people do a paid trial. So for the first two weeks, they can keep their day jobs. Or if they don't have a day job, they can just impress us and say, hey, here's the work we need you to do. If it's ads, if it's content, if it's photography, whatever that is. And we'll pay them for two weeks. And afterwards, we can say, all right, come on or don't come on. But the thing to really think about in your business is, are you keeping the best people and removing the people that aren't at the level of expectation that you have? So number 11 is Mark's two weird quirks. So number one, he didn't like to underline periods, which I always found really strange. Mark hated the word user. And he would literally yell at you. And I remember this being so distinct and it really stuck with me because he's like, they're humans, they're people. And I know even at AppSumo and all the businesses I've done over the years, you start looking at them as email addresses and numbers and revenues, and you get kind of a separation that, oh my God, this person's benefiting from my product. This person's using my service. I think Mark really hit that home by saying, you can never say the word user. They're people, they're humans. And that's something that to this day, I still bring in and influence at AppSumo. I don't like calling people users. They're their customers or their audiences or their friends, but never a user. Number 12, I talked about this a little bit. Think about Zuckerberg and Gates and Bezos and all the guys that are super, super rich. They're still working. And one of the things that was so amazing about Mark is, as I told you earlier, he turned down a billion dollar offer from Yahoo. And what they did do is they took some cash off the table, right? So what they did is they sold some shares. So they had some cash off the table for themselves. But once they had that, they said, well, how big can we actually take this? And I think the thing to think about for yourself, and I think about this almost on a weekly basis is, if I didn't have to work for the money, what would I want to be working on? That was Mark's approach at Facebook. He didn't have to make any more money. That guy could have already sold for billions of dollars, but he cared to work on that thing and he still is working on it to this day, which is so, so impressive. So for me, I wake up and I get excited. I have more energy making this kind of content for yourself. And really just think about for you, if there's no money involved, how do you want to spend your time? Number 13, be strategic. So at Facebook, we moved extremely fast. We pushed things out extremely quickly. But one of the things that Mark did was being very strategic about where do I see the three-year future or the five-year future or the six-year future? And some of this stuff may seem like obvious now, but it didn't at the time. So we had mobile really, really early on. They did newsfeed to actually be able to show you things really early on about Instagram, Oculus, which I think is going to be huge, as well as buying WhatsApp very, very early on. And I think one of the things that we're not thinking about enough in my business, probably in your business, or as you're starting your business journey, is you got to get stuff done today in the 30 days. But what about 365? And what about that five-year plan? And that's something that I honestly need to get a lot better at. We do a pretty good job at AppSumo focusing on the one-year time horizons. But I think for myself and for everyone else out there, how could you be spending more time being strategic in your business? And if you're not a strategic person, which I don't really think of myself as one, go find someone who is. Andrew Chen, who's the only advisor to AppSumo in our business, is extremely strategic. And so he tells me what to do. And then me and the team, we go execute it. And so think about how do you be more strategic about where the future is going to be going and how do you line yourself up to be successful when you get there? All right, let me recap the things that we've gone over today so that you can copy them for your own business journey. Number one, focus on just one goal. That's it. Nothing else. Just one goal. Number two, have a gigantic vision. You're going to spend the same amount of time working either way. Why not go for something that's a huge success or a huge opportunity and see where it lands you? 
Number three, only hire the best. I know you've heard it before, but think about really, are the people around you impressing you on a regular basis? All right, number four, move quickly. It sounds just like what it is, move your ass. Uh, number five, treat your employees well. These are the people that make the difference. The more that you take care of them, the more that they take care of the business. Number six, work on your own problems, scratch your own itch. It's gonna be way more enjoyable along the journey. Number seven, don't listen to your customers, most of the time. Number eight, have extremely high standards and pay attention to the details and let your team know that through spot checking so that you make sure that they're on it. Number nine, give your employees a sense of ownership of the product. Tell them the destination, give them some of the boundaries and let them run those plays. Number 10, hire them fast and fire fast. And firing is never an easy thing, so I don't take that lightly. But the thing you really need to be there is be aggressive in making sure that your team is staying at a super high bar of, of excellence. Number 11, don't say the word user. Think of them as people. Actually realize, and I think this is an important point for you, is that as you're doing your business, realize every single person and the benefits that they're getting from working with you. 12, work on whatever you would work on for free. And I think Mark really had a great example of being that. While he could have made a lot more money, which he ended up making billions, he was just so focused on, hey, I want to connect the world. I have this gigantic vision. I want to have amazing people and do amazing things. And guess what? Now he's one of the richest people on earth. And number 13, be strategic. I would say what Mark's strategy was saying, what's coming in three years, what's coming in four years, what's coming in five years, and how do I get ahead of that? And I think he did an exceptional job of being very strategic. The best way to make something stick and benefit from this video is to take action. So I would like to know in the comments, what are you going to do from the 13 things we talked about for yourself today? If you want to learn more about my time at Facebook and how I got fired and some crazy ass stories, in the description below, there will be a link to my book on Amazon. I believe it is free. It's called How I Lost $170 Million. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you picked up a couple of business lessons that you can use in your own business from Zuck. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you want more juicy content just like this. It's youtube.com slash okdork. And if you want to learn more about the whole story of how I got fired and hired, and missed out on $170 million from Facebook, you can check out my ebook on Amazon. And before you ask, yes, it's completely free. Just search for how I lost $170 million on Amazon. Next, text a friend you love them. Hey, amigo, let's go play disc golf together. And before you go, make sure don't email me podcast at okdork.com, but do tweet me at Noah Kagan and let me know what you thought of this episode. I really love hearing your feedback. Remember to go subscribe to my email list. I put my best juicy nuggets into one single short email every single week at sendfox.com slash Noah. Also, if you're an entrepreneur, make sure to go join the newsletter at appsumo.com. It is the number one site online for software deals. So if you are starting or growing your business and you need tools to help you, go check out appsumo.com. You know what to do. Finally, a couple of special shout outs to my amazing team. Thank you, Jason at podcasttech.com just because you know you make all these episodes sound so much better than they are originally. And thank you, David, Mitchell, Jeremy, and Michael, and Jen from the Dork Team for all the magic you good-looking people do. And final, thank you to my amazingly good sister, Rachel Weisberg, our office boss at Sumo Group. Congrats on the baby and the husband and the house and the life. I just want to let you know, think about you, and I appreciate you. Have a lovely day. What's your favorite bridal of wine? Gorgeous wine.